Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk Forex with Alison and Chris. Uh, just a reminder before we get on with the show that uh, tradeforexsa.co.za in South Africa is going to be rebranding to fxscouts.co.za. That's happening during the day on the 20th of April. If you have any questions or you just want to get in touch with Alison or I, send us an email. We're at podcast at fxscouts.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hey, Alison. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. I'm in uh, back in sunny Spain. I'm in Malaga. It's nice. hot. What is the temperature there? Uh, it was like 27 degrees a couple of days ago. Wow. It's a bit cooler now, but it's still, you know, good enough to go hang about by the pool or on the beach. Oh, nice. It's pretty great. How Fantastic. are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's sort of getting a bit chillier here in South Africa, but um, I still can't complain. It's not Sweden temperatures. We also had about 24, 25. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cold. My heart bleeds for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't complain. You really shouldn't. But uh, yeah, today um, we've been talking a bit about technical analysis in the past. Um, so we thought we'd get into something, we'd uh, get dive into a little bit more uh, of a complex conversation about one of the aspects of technical analysis um, and technical indicators in particular. So, you know, many traders have their favorite technical indicators. And these indicators, you know, they become part of, of a trader's standard strategy. And regardless of what you might hear, there's no real best indicator because every trader's style or personality and their psychology, they're all different. And so indicators that each trader are going to use, they're going to be different. But that being said, there's a few must-know indicators that all traders are going to use for technical analysis. And, you know, in one of our previous episodes, we talked a lot about support and resistance levels. And using support and resistance levels as a trading strategy is one of the most basic methods of trading. They can be used to manage risk, place stops, determine market conditions, and find appropriate en entry and exit points. The problem is, if a currency pair is broken past all prior support and resistance points and is making new historic highs or lows, then you don't have any support or resistance levels to tell you when it's a good time to enter or exit a position. Yeah. So this is where moving averages come in, um, and they're useful for resolving all kinds of common trader dilemmas that support and resistance can't tell you. So, for example... If you've missed an, an entry point in a trend that's been going on for a while, um, how do you tell if there's still time to ride that trend? Or how do you eliminate or reduce the risk of not buying at the top or selling at the bottom, which is obviously ideal? Um, you could wait for a pullback, but by waiting, you may risk missing even more of the move. Um, and in another scenario is if you're in a winning trade and you want to ride it out for as long as you can, but you don't want to risk staying in too long and then losing some of your gains, or you're approaching resistance and your planned exit point, do you take profits or leave some or all of the position in hopes of letting profits run with a trailing stop? These are kind of questions that support and resistance don't answer. Um, so sometimes you need another indicator to, like a moving average, to, to tell you, you know, when, when the, the best point to enter or exit a trade may be. Yeah, yeah. And as, as the name implies, like moving, moving averages... For a given period don't plot the actual price at a moment instead mm -hmm. each point on on a moving average line is the average closing price 
for a certain number of prior candlesticks or time periods. And as each new closing price is added, then the oldest one is dropped from the calculation, hence the term moving average or MA uh, for short. Um, for example, like a 200 period moving average plots the average price over the last 200 periods. And the length of each period depends on which time frame on the chart you're using. And that means on a one minute chart, each candlestick will show price movement of over one minute. So the 200 period moving average is made up of a series of average closing prices for the past 200 minutes. Or on a daily chart, the 200 period moving average shows a series of average closing prices over the last 200 days. Yeah, exactly. So they offer a tra traders a glimpse into the general trend of the currency pair. And they smooth out the action, the, or the price action, by calculating an average of those closing prices over a period of time. And then they display the results on a chart, providing an overall direction for a set period. Um, and you'll see it as it, it'll be, uh, its graphic is a line. And um, so it'll be a smoothing of all those different price movements. Um, and there are two variables to be determined when you're using a moving average. So you need to first decide on the time period that you'll, you'll use to obtain the average. And then also what method of averaging you'll use, because there are a number of different types of moving averages that are available. Yeah, so for example, to calculate a 50 period simple moving average value for any given time, the previous 50 closing prices for that chart's time frame. so if you're looking you know, hourly or daily, whatever, are all added up. You add those all up and you divide them by, by 50. Um, but other types of moving averages include exponential moving averages, which people may have heard of, very common, and weighted moving averages. And these place greater emphasis or weighting on more recent data. Uh, in contrast, so a simple moving average will give you, gives equal consideration to all periods used in that calculation. Whereas a 40 period exponential moving average will react more quickly to changes in price direction than a 40 period simple moving average. The only problem with the moving average and one of the sort of the disadvantages, if you could, if you could call it that, is that they lag behind in price. So they indicate the, pre, the trend or change in trend too late or once the price had already started moving in a particular direction. Um, but of course, by definition, you cannot predict you know, future um, calculations on, on a price. Um, so they, they basically have no choice. So some people tend to prefer to use exponential weighted moving averages rather than the simple moving averages because these moving averages um, react faster to changes in price direction. Um, and obviously their, their mathematics behind their calculation ensures that they do. Yeah, no, so yeah, exponential moving averages are very common, very widely yeah. used as a result of this. So what are the, the advantages of uh, moving averages over simple trend lines and channels? Um, so one of the main advantages I think is often overlooked is that they're more objective. They're a more reliable insight into what other traders will do. Mm -hmm. you know, different traders plot simple trend lines and channels differently, but everyone's moving average is going to look exactly the same for a given time period and a given time frame because the charting software packages all use the same calculations to draw the different moving averages. So by using moving averages, we see the same data that all the other traders are seeing. So we get a better in insight into where most traders are gonna enter and exit positions and where they are more likely to make money. And this is obviously um, a huge advantage because success in trading is not just about what happens or what is ultimately true as we've spoken of 
a lot about in previous episodes, um, but it's also about anticipating what other traders will do and then doing it first um, before they bid the price up when you're trying to buy at the lowest price or bid the price down when you're trying to sell at the highest price. So the MAs are better at showing movement and character of a trend and they follow general up and down gyrations of the actual trend and show a trend's volatility better than straight lines of simple trends or trend lines or, or different uh, channels. Yeah, and, and they also, they're also good at showing momentum, which is, I yeah. think, something we've discussed before. Uh, you know, this is the rate at which a price is changing. Uh, because moving averages move up and down with any sustained changes in price, they can tell you what the momentum is in the price movement. And that's a really big advantage over other trend lines because a change in momentum is the leading indicator that provides clues about future trend strength and future trend direction. Oh, exactly. So the question is, how do you use moving averages? Well, the simplest way is to plot a single or simple moving average on a chart. And when the price action stays above the moving average, it signals that the price is in a general uptrend. And if the price action tends to stay below the moving average, then it indicates that it is in a downtrend. But of course, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it, it, this is often too simplistic. So you have to take other mm -hmm. factors into account. Yeah, exactly. It, um, suppose, let's talk the, take the USD JPY, the dollar and the Japanese yen. Say it's been in a downtrend, but a news report comes out and it causes it to surge higher. And you see that the price is now above the moving average. And so you think to yourself, it looks like this pair is about to shift direction, right? It's time to buy. Mm. So you do just that because you're confident uh, that the USD JP, JPY is going to go up. But as it turns out, traders are just reacting to the news. But the trend, the downtrend continued, and then the price kept heading lower. And this is known as a fake out. And what some traders do and what we suggest all traders do is that they plot a couple of moving averages on their charts instead of just one. Yeah, um, because this will obviously give you a clear signal of whether the pair is trending up or down depending on the order of the moving averages. So if you, in an uptrend, the faster moving average or the one on the shorter time frame should be above the slower moving average and for a downtrend, the opposite. Um, for a downtrend, the faster moving average will be below the slower moving average. And if, if you've plotted these on your chart, uh, you can then look at moving average crossovers. So a crossover occurs when a faster moving average in the shorter time frame uh, crosses either above or below a slower moving average. Um, and the slower moving average, again, is the one that's plotted on the longer, um, longer time frame or yeah, longer period. And this is considered a bullish crossover. Um, and if it crosses below, then it's considered a bearish crossover. And crossovers basically signal momentum change in the markets. So when the main indicator crosses a, a predefined signal line, then the trader will interpret this as a warning sign that something is changing with respect to either momentum of the price action or, or possibly its direction. But as we mentioned, um, crossovers are common so a strategy based only on crossovers is unlikely to work without confirmation from other sources. Yeah. So moving averages, the, what are they good at? The pros. So moving averages, especially simple moving averages, they're a lot more stable indicators than other analysis tools. And they're, as we said, like they're, um, they're very good 
because they're shared by all traders. And so you know that all traders are going to be using the same moving average. So you know that any trader looking at this moving average is probably going to act in a similar way based on what uh, what its signals are telling you. And moving averages are they're really beneficial for traders working with longer time frames. So they're great for positional traders. Um, the cons, right? So as we discussed, moving averages are based, of course, they have to be based on historical data, which means that they can be slow to respond to fast evolving market conditions. So you know when you've got some major unexpected news breaks out, breaks out and the markets go into real you know heavy volatility then moving averages are not going to help you and traders working so traders working with shorter time frames may struggle to gain meaningful insight from a simple moving average especially and this is why it's really important to use exponential moving averages and they can be um, they can be much prefer- more preferable yeah and then using faster and slower moving uh, moving averages also can give you a little bit more insight than than using one simple moving yeah. average yeah. yeah yeah so next week we are going to be covering bollinger bands um another technical indicator and these work nicely with moving averages because they also help you to identify possible entry and exit points yeah exactly and no, it does it does uh, tie in very nicely with um, with what we've been talking about this week great well, that's, I look forward to speaking to you um, about Bollinger Bands next week, Alison. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Chris. Good night. Thanks, Alison. Bye. Bye.